way. Gotta know we on the way. Yeah, it's time to make a play. Swear it's time to make a play. Let me tell the world the truth. Gotta tell the world something. Hard times never stay. Hard times never stay. Keep going till you get it. Man, you gotta keep going. Solid plan put in place. Gotta put a plan in place. Let me tell the world the truth. Let me tell the world the truth. I know we on the way. Gotta know we on the way. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Football Pro Day 2023, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Let's kick this off with today's headlines, beginning with BYU football, spring ball. They have a close scrimmage tomorrow. Of course, the Pro Day thing taking center stage today. Spring scrimmage and alumni game. Will all happen next Friday. Baseball lost 11-8. St. Mary's in game one of the opening West Coast Conference home series. The Cougars and Gales play again today at 5 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU radio apps. BYU softball had another game canceled yesterday against Utah State. No word on it that game's going to be rescheduled yet. They do have a doubleheader, the Batcats, or rather the Cougars. Scheduled against Idaho State tomorrow, beginning at 3 Eastern, live on BYU TV. It's snowing. We'll see if the snow melts in time. Yep. Baseball got in yesterday. Softball did not. Uh, Eighth-ranked men's volleyball hosts seventh-ranked Pepperdine tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Big game for the Cougars. Undefeated at home, coming off a bye week. Big wins for Ohio State, who beat number one Penn State on Tuesday, by the way, two weeks ago. Again, Pro Day has arrived at the indoor practice facility, and we're going to show you as much as we possibly can, discuss it all over the next two hours. We should note that measurements and the bench press have already happened, so we're going to be playing catch-up to a degree. But that's okay. Like I said, we got two full hours to discuss everything and profile every single one of these BYU football players looking to uh, push forward with their pro football aspirations. Yeah, they're doing the vertical right now. They're doing the broad jump as well. Measurements already happened. So you got uh, height, weight, hand, arm, wingspan. Obviously, certain uh, positions matter more for some of that, like Jaron Hall's hand being 9.5 inches confirmed today from Indianapolis is a big deal. The reach uh, of Blake Freeland uh, somehow got one-eighth shorter today from Indianapolis from – 33 and 7 eighths to 33 and 6 eighths. That, that is a good enough number typically for a tackle thereabouts. And so the measurements have already occurred. Uh, Jaron Hall, 6 foot 206. Only one pound lighter than what he was in Indianapolis. <laughs> Blake Freeland is listed at 6'7 here, not 6'8 from Indianapolis, and exactly 302 pounds. Those kinds of things have already occurred. All 32 NFL teams represented here today, which is fantastic. Only team in the state that can say that. Only team in the state can say, they can say all yep. 32 te- or teams represented by the National Assuming Football Assuming they got League through the today. snow. <laughs> okay, we're assuming they made it down and everything's good. Uh, we will have a ton of guests today. David Nixon and Dave McCann will join us to break down what they are seeing. They are also with us in the indoor practice facility taking a close look at all of the different events and measurements, and they're going to have some uh, all-access inside as well. We'll be joined by head coach Kalani Satake from BYU Football, among those other A-list guests. Again, the drills that athletes will participate in today, the bench press, vertical jump, broad jump, vertical jump happening right now. This is Chris Jackson attempting his vertical. The broad jump, 40-yard dash is always something that everybody wants to watch and see 
Uh, and we feel like, and I don't know why this is, but if you have a good 40, all of a sudden, like, that, that's the metric that could potentially get you some more attention. And it depends on the position, right? Um, so let's walk through, like, what does it. So 40, obviously, is speed acceleration. For a lineman, it's the 10-yard split. For a wide receiver, it's the 20 to 40-yard uh, number. And then for a running back, it's the 10 to 20-yard number. Vertical explosion. That's most relevant for receivers like uh, Chris Jackson here who goes on his second attempt, and safeties. 20-yard shuttle run. Um, that is lateral speed and agility, mostly receivers uh, on that one. Bench, obviously endurance strength. Not straight-up strength, because that would be just like, what's your max, right? And what do you squad? What Bench is about endurance strength. Uh, you get one attempt. you gotta, you got to uh, extend all the way out. Uh, Blake Freeland, um, we'll show you in a second. He had two reps that weren't counted because he didn't extend all the way up. And then broad jump, explosive power around the ankles and hips. Great indicator for running back specifically. All right. After the 40-yard dash, 20-yard shuttle, Jerem talked about it, the L drill. But we're going to go to the bench press right now and look at, Jerem, the man you refer to as a superhero, Chris Brooks. He He looks looks like like a superhero on the bench. This is Chris Brooks on the bench press. So this was, he was the first one to go, and he really set the tone here uh, a few minutes ago because... He goes out, and every rep counted on this, and Chris Brooks puts up a bench of 21, which is a nice, nice number. 21 uh, reps at 225 pounds. You see every single one of them, and Brooks really fighting at the end. Uh, that's not a bad number for a running back. And at the NFL Combine this year, that would have been tied for second. There you go. So that's a really good number. Obviously, Chris Brooks' um, strengths are the fact that he is a big dude. He is strong. Um, he is kind of an upright runner. Probably better than you thought this year in how he performed. I, I think when the dust settled, he was uh, he was better than we thought. He, have, he actually averaged six yards carry uh, this year. He was good for BYU. Let's stay with Blake Freeland on the bench now. Again, 225 pounds. Freeland doesn't have to do as much we don't think today because his numbers at the main nfl combine were so good this was the only event he did not do and it might uh, in indianapolis this is the only event he might do today he has nothing to prove in the other drills and he, he had two reps as we mentioned that did not count he put up 27 they subtracted two ends up getting 25 reps and among offensive linemen at the combine that would have been uh, kind of on the, the lower end. Um, so not as strong in this particular uh, performance as he was in uh, in the 40 and the vertical and the broad jump and three-cone and 20-yard shuttle in Indianapolis. Freeland, 91st overall prospect according to the NFL mock draft database. He's a third-round projection. And uh, we'll see if it all takes is one team to like if he can sneak into the second round. Now we stay on bench with Caleb Hayes. And Caleb Hayes is one of those guys that we thought maybe could really benefit from a big-time pro day here today. If the bench presses any indication of what his day is going to be like, Jerem, and frankly what we've seen in the vertical jump, he's going to have a great day and really, really get some attention from these 32 NFL teams. Yes, had a tremendous junior year at BYU. Senior year was good, was as good as the junior year, but Caleb Hayes, the guy that started at Oregon State, played under uh, or recruited was recruited by Kalani Stucky there, transfers to BYU, ends up being a tremendous corner, and those 21 reps on the bench wow. would have been tied for second, or excuse me, um, the 17 on the bench would have been tied for second 
uh, to Clark Phillips the third, of course, from Utah, who might be a first-round pick. Uh, so well done on the the uh, bench press by Caleb Hayes. Here is Houston Hamuli trying to bring back, bring back rather the lost art of the fullback in the NFL. Uh, Hamuli has really trimmed down. If you just see him, like he's really trimmed down from what he was uh, packing around during the regular season. And he is pumping the reps right now. Okay, he gets 31. I mean, 31, the, tremendous. Uh, and, and it shows his strength. I think of all the drills in this, this is where he was going to crush it the most, is straight-up strength. Houston's never, and he's a Haymo, uh, never questioned the strength of Haymo. We always say that around the office. 31 reps of 225 pounds. I'll be interested to see what Houston could do during the 40. I know that fullbacks aren't necessarily known for their speed, but he's a guy that's trying to break in on special teams specifically, and you got to show that agility and some speed along with the strength on special teams. 31 reps, by the way, at the comment, would have been tied for fifth among everybody. Every player. Every player, as you saw in the graphic. Now, a big one here for Puka, and Puka caught at uh, the NFL comment. He did not do anything else, so every measurable is the first here. Puka Nakua, a guy that we learned from Cam Mellor yesterday of College Football Network that could really improve his draft stock the most, in his opinion. He's been the most erratic. We've seen him all over the place from late third round at some points all the way into the seventh round, averaging out at about a fifth-round pick. Puka Nakua, big day today, could really help him. Of the big three, in my sight, big three, the three guys we yeah. believe are absolutely going to be drafted in Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua, and Blake Freeland. At least BYU's best uh, draft hopefuls. Freeland drafted for sure. We believe Nakua and Hall as well. Uh, he ends up uh, going with 15 reps there. That would have been 10th among all wide receivers. Puka Nakua, by the way, third highest PFF career grade among all draft-eligible receivers at 90.5. For him to slide to the seventh would be an atrocity to me. He is so good. He's a game changer. And uh, certainly 15 on the bench doesn't show all of his skill and strength in particular. But Puka, Puka should be early third day if, if that fourth, fifth round. This is Lorenzo Fawatea on the bench as well. And going back to Nakua, he's a guy that I don't think anybody doubts his playmaking ability. It's just his sustainability and and his, the health of his ankle, and he's had some concerns on and off there. He just hasn't been able to been, hasn't been able to stay on the field, and I think that people want to see what he can do and how healthy he looks today in all of the events. Speaking uh, of, this is the vertical jump. All right, Nakua, great athlete. Got yep. another bar there at the top after yeah, that was his initial this, jump. Yep, second rep there. We'll get uh, that number as soon as we have it. Today is more like a gymnastics meet than it is a uh, typical BYU Sports Nation, of course, because we got rotations. We got scores coming in. We don't have an overall uh, like in gymnastics that we've seen this season. But uh, multiple events going on as we speak. You can see uh, D'Angelo Mandel in the broad jump. That is important uh, for a cornerback like D'Angelo, who has some of those measurables, we think, to be an interesting at least mini-camp guy somewhere. All right, one more time with Puka Nakua on the vertical jump. As Jaron mentioned, we'll get to those specific numbers when they do become official. Mm, got another one. And he has continued to improve his vertical jump through the following reps after that initial go. You noticed moments ago, Mandel, on that broad jump, they will measure where the back of your heel hits. And so I think a lot of people think 
it's from where your toe lands. No, it's from where the back of your heel lands in that yeah. broad jump. Imagine, imagine, you know, long someone jump, got double a, jump. Well, and someone who's got like, a bigger yeah. foot, too. Like, yeah. Is it, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm size, uh, you know, 15, so uh, I, I uh, benefited there. Here's uh, here's Gunnar Romney, who has the best mustache in Pro Day by far. Yeah, this was absolutely a concerted, intentional effort on his part to come with the great mustache. Like I'm actually 32. But uh, we joked yesterday he's going to be one of the guys to show up and just look physically ready for this day. And uh, a guy like Pukunakua has really struggled to stay healthy during his career at BYU. But when he's been on the field, Jerem, he's been a big-time playmaker. And there is his first vertical jump attempt. 33 inches, by the way, for Puka. Pretty good number. Uh, Chris Brooks put up a 37. Caleb Hayes put up a 40. Well, that's, and we heard that wow. a couple of minutes ago. We heard the live reaction to that from people that are watching the indoor practice facility. So It's mainly the teammates. 17 reps on the bench yeah. for Caleb, 17 reps on the bench, and a 40-inch vertical for Caleb Hayes. So far, he is winning the Jonah Trinaman Award, which is Pro Day All-Star. Like, Jonah was a good receiver on Pro Day, absolutely crushed it. Got a chance with the Jets, and maybe he wouldn't have if he didn't have a great pro day with that athleticism. We should mention, by the way, this is the last BYU-specific pro day. And if for any Big 12 team, the last specific pro day they are holding, because next year uh, we're going to be in Frisco, Texas, at the Cowboys practice facility, and the Big 12 will hold a Big 12 combine. Which is a great idea. It sounds great. My only, uh, I guess... I have a question about some of the other guys who are sort of off the radar. Will they be able to participate? The Lorenzo Falatea, Matthew Criddle uh, of the world, who here certainly get a look. Will they get that opportunity? Will they, there be any kind of cap on who can go? I hope Does not. Does the league mandate that a school can't hold an additional pro day if they do this combined I've been day? told that you cannot hold your own. Interesting, and, and it all—it's all the Big Twelve. I mean, that would make sense because you want all of the emphasis on the yes. conference, and you want to make it a bigger deal. And the pro of of that is you get every NFL team represented. That is not an issue for BYU here, though. They have every team here, and they have—it feels like the last several years. And if it hasn't been every team, it's been all but one or two. So it's not an, an issue for a team like BYU to get that added exposure. Certainly being live on NFL Network will be cool. This is live on BYU TV. Like, the exposure is there. Um, and so we'll see Puka Nakua here in the long jump. But it is exciting. It's another Brett Yormark idea that you're like, why haven't we thought of this sooner? That's when you know it's a great idea, when you think that thought. Yeah, the long jump or broad jump is another area where I expect Puka Nakua to really put up some decent numbers. I expect in every athletic thing that Puka would excel. He's so he explosive. Is, I think he's the most athletic receiver BYU has ever had. I, he's incredible. Again, if he had played three-plus years here at BYU and put up the numbers, I think we'd talk about him as the greatest. You put him yeah, in, Austin Colley, to put me, him is in, the greatest in the conversation receiver. with Austin Colley? Yeah. Yes. Even, I think, even better. If he would have put up numbers similar to Austin, I would have given it to Puka because of the schedule that Puka went up against. This is Joe Tukuafu on the vertical jump. How, how often does an O-lineman jump? You're looking for explosiveness. That's the idea. Obviously, a lineman's not jumping. But you're looking for general athleticism. Remember, I mentioned Jonah Trinaman. Ziggy Ansah came to this event and crushed it so hard that he became the fifth pick in the draft with four and a half sacks as a defensive lineman. You can really make some money today. 
just unbelievable measurables for Ziggy. Here is Gunnar Romney on the long jump. Uh, note back on Tukuafu. He's one of three offensive linemen involved here today, joining Harris Lachance, who's a guy who kind of gets lost in the shadow of you know these NFL prospects of Brady Christensen and Blake Freeland. Harris has been around a the long time. The Barrington brothers who both transferred to Baylor. Like yep. those guys have been on NFL radars. Yep. Harris Lachance is a guy that's looking to take his opportunity today and say, hey, like I was on a really good offensive line in 2020, in 2021, and 2022 pay attention to me but he too has gone through a rash of injuries and so Harris Lachance is another name along with Joe Tukuafa to look at as far as BYU offensive linemen go. Puka Nakua goes 10-1 in the broad that would have been kind of near the bottom of the interesting, NFL combine. Interesting. Interesting. I, gotta, I would expect a little bit more from Puka again because to be he's top, such an athlete. Yes to be top six you got to go 11 plus to be kind of top 15 you got to go at least 10-10. One more for Gunnar Romney. Which, by the way, Caleb Hayes, 10-8. That's the high so far. Romney has completed his second long jump attempt. We'll get those numbers to you as soon as we find out about them. And again, for, for the broad jump, it's explosive power around the ankles and hips. It's especially a great indicator for running backs, specifically. Here's Peyton Wilgar. Oh, yeah, Peyton Wilgar. With his vertical jump, a guy who two years ago was what felt like a surefire late day two, early day three draft pick. And I feel like a broken record when I'm talking about some of these guys, but it just, it is so tough to stay on the field in such a physical gauntlet of a sport. And Peyton Wilgar has been through the ringer with a number of injuries, shoulders, knees, so uh, good to see him healthy and participating in Pro Day today. We're going to take our first break on BYU Sports Nation from BYU Football Pro Day. And our question of the day is this. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Football Pro Day. We are in the indoor practice facility alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. Our question of the day is this. As you look at Peyton Wilgar on the broad jump, what's the most impressive thing you have seen at BYU's Pro Day thus far? And I know we still have a ways to go, but this is interactive. You tell us what you see and what you like as it happens. Greg Romano has answered on Twitter. He says, having all 32 NFL teams represented is a credit to the BYU administration and athletics department, the football staff, former players, media department, and The Rock. Each has contributed to the foundation of BYU's athletic success. Having all NFL teams attend today's Pro Day attests to that success. Yeah, it's awesome. To have a, that means every team is interested in somebody here. And again, that crew from that young group in 18 and 19 is really blossoming here in uh, the 23 Pro Day. We've seen the last couple of drafts be really successful for BYU. We anticipate the BYU's back in the NFL draft game. There were a few years there where BYU was not. It was like one pick every other year. No, BYU's in the multi-draft game now, and we hope that it's more akin to what it was in, what, 21, where BYU had five. We think it might be as many as three, right? Maybe someone puts up some numbers today that gets them in. Yeah, sure. So you mentioned the five in the spring of 2021. Tyler Algier was the lone draft pick in 2022, and now we he anticipate was worth five there will picks, be three. Uh, the way he played <laughs> in his rookie year. That's nine total draft picks in a three-year span, uh, which, I mean, 
we we were discussing when this show began back in 2013, 2014, that we hope to have one draft pick per year on Yeah, that's average. pathetic. That has no, changed. BYU should be in, has, the, in the three-plus game. Let's has go. has definitely changed. Joining us now on set is former BYU and NFL linebacker, a member of our BYU Sports Nation game day crew. He is David Nixon. David, let's ask you the question of the day. What's the most impressive thing you've witnessed thus far at uh, the indoor practice facility? Well, you guys alluded to it. It's, it's early. There, there's still a bit more impressive things to be had. But uh, I've been impressed with the, the vertical jump. I mean, you look at the guys that are put up numbers. You've got a few of them 35-plus. Um, bench press is kind of about where we thought it would be. Blake, uh, Blake Freeland put up 25, uh, which for a lineman is, is good. Uh, you want to be 30-plus, but for him and, and injuries, things like that coming off, that's a that's – a, that's a positive number. Um, but, uh, you know, I, for me, the atmosphere, once again, you guys touched on it, the atmosphere. I, I, I joked that when I came here, I was, like, running 40-yard dashes, trying to dodge little kids running out there. <laughs> Not really. But uh, here, this is just top-notch. It's first class. And I, I think the scouts, I was talking to some of the scouts earlier, and they're always impressed with the way that BYU puts on this, this event because that's what it is. It's an event. It's a, it's a way for these players to showcase themselves. And, and ultimately, that's you're helping the program in BYU by putting these guys on a, on, a, on a big stage and allow them to do what they got to do and, and allowing the scouts to kind of be comfortable and, and, and be able to witness uh, these guys go to work. A programming note that I should uh, make mention of as far as this two-hour show goes, they are wrapping up the broad jump and the vertical jump right now. Jake Oldroyd is going to kick next, and that will be followed by the always interesting 40-yard dash. So Oldroyd's going to kick, then the 40. We have the most exciting thing here, and then the 40. <laughs> I talked to Jake. He said, hey, make sure everybody knows, the field goal posts are seven yards behind the end zone. So it's not up at the end zone right now. Um, his his holder was going to be here at 11, but the, the scouts said, hey, we'd like you to go a little early. So it looks like he'll kick off the tee. And so whatever yard line he's at, you add uh, 17. 17. Like a typical kick where the snap goes back seven. So any anything that we see there, we certainly have uh, – you know, it looks like, is that Britton Hogan, uh, long snapper? So for some punts here, perhaps, from Jake. Uh, but Jake has an opportunity as well. Certainly, um, Jake's high was real high. Uh, the first half of 2019, he's leading the country with 10 of 11. He's uh, making 50-plusers on the reg. Um, obviously, 2016, is his first field goal attempt is a game winner against Arizona with those neon cleats, which he wore on senior day, which was fun. And then 2020 was his best year. He's the Lou Groves finalist, the top three there. He was incredible. He didn't miss a field goal. Of note, he makes 16 in a row between 21 and 22. He's BYU's all-time leading point scorer. We don't talk about him in the same breath as uh, uh, you know Tyler Hawes and Jimmer Fredette. But that's what he is for football with field goals and points and whatnot. I know it's different. But Jake has a chance here to, uh, to impress some scouts and, and get a look because he's got a huge leg. And when he's dialed in, and obviously that's important for a kicker, um, he is he is as good as anybody, but he's got to be dialed in to get that opportunity. All right, well, Jake Oldroyd prepares to kick and show off his skill set. David, I want to take you big picture again. You already alluded to it a little bit, how this event has changed from when you participated in it. And it hasn't been that long. You're not that old. Not that old. But it is, it's pretty wild. I don't know. 09 has been 14 years. <laughs> it's pretty wild how this thing has oh, shifted yeah. and what it has, it has evolved into here. 100%. It's funny. We were talking about earlier on the field when, when you guys were getting ready. 
it's been 14 years, whatever it has been, but it feels like it was yesterday. I mean, I, I literally remember this exact same feeling. In fact, I feel a little bit anxious and a little bit nauseous <laughs> for these guys uh, because so much work goes into this, right? I mean, these guys, since the season's been over, they've been training every single day, not for football, but for these drills. Yeah. So so you work every day. You, you, you maybe stay here locally. I went to California down L.A. where you have nice weather. We can get out and train every day. Um, and you work on your hand placement. You work on your footwork for a three-cone drill, uh, for the shuttle drill. How many steps you take? How do you reach? Uh, on the 40-yard drill, how do you stay low out of your, you know, right when you come out of the, the gates, how to stay low your first 10 yards, and then you get into your drive phase, and you continue from there. So there's so much that goes into work. Even the bench press. Uh, bench press, they, 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 you know, you, you, you practice this, and you realize, okay, you need to take a break at some point. So pump out. How many can you pump out? So you have a goal in, in your head. I think mine was like 15. Get to 15 first, take a break, try to pump out another five to seven, take a break. And, then, and so there's, there's this method to all this madness, and it's, it's, it's crazy to watch it. these guys go out there. You see them warming up, and, and they've all got their exact same routines that they've been practicing now for three, three full months. And, uh, and now today you get to put it on display, and, and there's a lot of anxiety. But there's, you know, it's also fun to go out there and do it and then know that after today, you can go back to eating cheeseburgers and you, <laughs> you, you can go back and just relax a little bit. You don't have to worry about doing all these crazy drills because these are the only time you'll do these drills, right? I mean, you, after this happens, you don't go to a camp and all of a sudden they're like, hey, drop down, give me the 40. Three cone. I need the th- three-cone drill. After this drill, after we do some pass rush and stuff, give me the three-cone drill real quick. I mean, just it doesn't happen. So it's 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 just one day you got to crank it out, but they've been working hard for, for this moment. And so far, the numbers are coming up. They're impressive. What would you get in the uh, bench? I got 27 reps. That so would have, that would have been tied second at the combine this year. I, I will say this: good, it was pretty good. I'll say this: I wasn't always the strongest guy. I mean, I, 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 I could put up good numbers, but guys would max more than I would per se. But I always had pretty decent endurance. Endurance so, strength. Yeah, but, so it's, it's yeah. different. So yeah, they obviously don't go out here and say, "Okay, let's see, can you throw up 400 plus." This is a pure endurance play, and uh, fortunately, I was pretty good at that. But do you think at some point we'll have more nuance for certain positions in this situation? Because it feels like it's um, you know certain things you go, okay, that's more for the receiver safeties in vertical jump. That's receiver safeties in broad jump, um, ankles and hips with running backs yeah. and so on. We've been yeah. talking about. Do you think at some point this gets a little more specific per position? They've been doing it for so long. I think this is just a good baseline metric that you can just you can put it across the board. Where I think we, we don't put as much uh, emphasis on it are the drills. So eventually, you know, after this is all said and done. The scouts and, and you know every, all the teams here will pull aside certain players and say, "Listen, Bay Wilgar, I want to see you do the W drill. I want to see you do a bag drill. I want to see you do some ball drills." And so that's where you start to showcase. And that's where you do position uh, position specific type things. But this is just you know th- this is just you're seeing are these guys athletes? Frankly, they know all these guys out here. They've been watching them all season long on the football field, right? So there's not going to be really any surprises out here. All these scouts they've done their homework. They've watched the film. Now they're coming out here and just does it pass the eye test? Is there anything? Does a guy go put up thirty, you know, thirty reps on bench press? Does a guy all of a sudden jump forty inches that we didn't quite know about? You couldn't see on the film. Okay, well, yeah. Now I'm going to go to bat for that guy, and that's why the scouts. This is a big deal for the scouts because if they can go find that diamond in the rough, I mean, that's their job today. Everyone knows about Puka. Everyone knows about Jaron, right? Can they go find that diamond in the rough that can come in as a free agent and all of a sudden make a splash? Uh, and that's when they get to go to their GM, to their team, the player personnel team, and say, "Listen, I need a promotion. I've, I found a, I found a Peyton Wilgar who came out and went to camp and became a starter one day. Um, I need a promotion because I found that guy, right? And so this is a big day for the scouts too because they're trying to find that, uh, like I said, that diamond in the rough. Who is that guy for BYU? Is there one this year? 
Uh, you know, for me, initially, just to the drills we've seen so far, how about Chris Brooks? Chris Brooks looks great. We thought this might happen, and Caleb Hayes is right there Ka- with Caleb him. Caleb Hayes winning the Jonah showing. Tournament Award. Yeah. That's what I call it, the <laughs> yeah. Pro Day but, MVP. But, but, you know, coming up to this, Chris Brooks had a good showing at, at the Senior Bowl. Uh, you know, and he's, H- he's Hula Bowl. Hula Bowl. He's, yep. he's, had some, he's had some impressive showings, and there's been some talk about him. Um, you know, and he looks, he looks great as well, and, and as you should. Listen, if you come into this and you're overweight or you're sloppy, uh, we've known from the national media, you, they take they take note that you should be in the best shape of your life today. Uh, and like I said, after that, you can kind of let yourself go. A Why'd bit. you look at us when you said that? Well, I think all of us, <laughs> we all do. Well, we're on our best shape right now. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, something like that. I did my 50 push-ups and sit-ups this morning. There you go. You're, <laughs> on, you're on target. Good job, Kyle Collins. We're halfway there. That, that's big rush of five. Jake Oldroyd is kicking. I ate a breakfast sausage sandwich in the in here. indoor practice facility. We'll show you... Uh, some certain aspects of this, and then we will push toward the 40-yard dash. No, this is the most important thing here. Let's go. David, uh, was there an event or a metric or a measurement that you felt like was more important and, and put you on the radar more than some of the other drills when you were attempting to break into the NFL? You know, this is kind of cliche, but it's, it's that 40-yard dash, especially for a, a linebacker. That's where you can set yourself apart between being in that 4-5 range versus the 4-6 or 4-7s. Um, and, and so the 40 for, I think, for a linebacker, especially with where the game's headed in the NFL, we talk about this all the time, it's a passing lead. And, and, and they've made the rules to where it's a passing lead. You, people want to see more points. They want to see more deep balls, et cetera. And so linebackers, you now have to cover some sideline to sideline. you got to cover quick backs on the backfield. And so it's all about speed. And, and for me, it was, it was the 40. My, I'd say the, the second most important for me was a three-cone three drill and then the shuttle drill because that's, for linebackers, those are the type of drills that can see your change of, change of uh uh, pace, uh, the, the way you're able to use your hips. Um, and so there's there's a lot of weight put on those drills. And so those are kind of my three main emphasis ones. I mean, nobody really cares about the broad jump. I mean, even the vertical, right? Vertical is important for DBs and wide receivers. Can you go up and get the ball, yes. right? Can you contest it? Um, linebacker, not so much. I mean, it's a nice metric to show if you're athletic or not. But the, the three-cone shuttle, and, and that's the thing about each position. Like, you got linemen out here that are doing – you know, eight feet broad jump. Who cares? It right? doesn't matter. Who cares? But but on the bench, they better be putting up impressive numbers, if, numbers if, yeah. if you want to you know be looked at. So it, it, it matters. And, and listen, these guys come in here with a game plan in their head. They got to know which drills they got to perform well in and which ones they don't really care about. Um, and so you you I mean this is a whole there, there's a science to this whole thing. And um, so far, so good. So far, we have not seen uh, Jaron Hall participate in any of the measurables. He did Except not, for the measurements. Exactly. Uh, but none of the six drills. We'll see if he does any of them. Um, you know, uh, there was conversation of perhaps he might have tweaked uh, the ankle that he injured against Stanford at senior day. Not exactly sure on that. Not saying that happened. But if he's healthy and able, I think he needs to perform in some of the measurables. Yesterday, Cam Mellick told us, hey, I think Puka Nakua does uh, need to participate in some of the measurables. And he has so far in all three. 15 on the bench press. 33-inch vert, 10-1 broad jump so far. All right, let's get you caught up on a few things. Uh, Jake Oldroyd was successful kicking from 30 and 35 yards. He's now moved back to 40 yards. He, he uh, did not is, have success in the 40s this year. That was really where he struggled. So um, This is from 45 yards And hopefully right he's, now. he's perfect in all of these, right, because there's no pass rush, there's no snap. And that one has been pushed wide right. I saw him attempt a 65-yarder earlier. It was it was a little short, but it was in his warm-up. I just saw the one. He might have made a couple. All right. We're going to take our second break. Harvey Longy 
NFL defensive lineman, linebacker is going to join us on this BYU Sports Nation BYU Pro Day from the IPF. But not before we remind everyone that baseball is going to attempt to play a game today, we think. Game two against St. Mary's. Lost yesterday trying to get game two. Five Eastern on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Don't go anywhere. Our Pro Day coverage continues with NFL linebacker, defensive end, Harvey Longy up next on BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to this Pro Day edition of BYU Sports Nation. Make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok to catch Jaron Hall highlights, among other things. Jaron Hall prepping for the 40-yard dash. Okay, we I will think, turn our full attention yeah. to that in just a few minutes. We'll see him run. He did not do this, notably, in Indianapolis at the main NFL Combine. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Great to have you with us for a two-hour special. And uh, while we wait for those 40-yard dashes to begin, we welcome in current NFL defensive star Harvey Longy, who is with the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. For, and and that's the plan moving forward for now, right, Harv? Hey, that's the plan. Well, yeah, that's the plan. We'll <laughs> see what happens, but yeah, that's the plan. So thank you for having me. What are you feeling right now as you watch this unfold? It wasn't too long ago that you were here participating in front of these NFL scouts. Yeah, you know, going on year seven, I'm just, I'm just um, amped up. I have the goosebumps, you know, just like walking on here, seeing all the drills set up, seeing all the scouts here. I 100% remember when I was I was doing the same thing. So, you know, best of luck, and, you know, I'm rooting for our guys. But helped out a lot in um, some of their pro day training of the guys that were just here. And the biggest thing I told them is just, hey, when you prepare enough, you're going to come out here and just be excited and just go, like we said before, go find that one set of eyes. You know, there's going to be all 32 or however many are here. But if you can find one set of eyes, guys, you'll be fine. So... That's some of the, the advice. And plus, now they have more options. You know, yes. like when I came here, we left. What did you have other than the NFL? You had the CFL and you had the arena football. Now you have not only 32 teams, 16 plus teams with the USFL and the XFL. Yeah. So I'm like, don't be discouraged. If none of the 32 big dogs come calling, then maybe one of the 16 out of those two different um, football organizations will call and how great would that be to go over there and compete and go against formal uh, NFL players and vets or guys that have just left college also and get you some film and prepare you to go to the NFL so a lot of cool options for these guys I'm excited for them to some degree even when you get in the NFL you're still trying out to stay on rosters to find the right fit to whatnot so what's life been like the last seven years as you've navigated the NFL and, and done it successfully what um, Bill Belichick always says, just stack them days and mm. take it day by day, be where your feet are. And you can't really, you know, in the very beginning part, I was always worrying about the little things and worrying about like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to, everything I do is being evaluated. And there's always somebody just, you know, I always have to like look over my shoulder. And um, as I just progressed and moved forward and just prepared and kept preparing, found my routine, knew who, what I can do on the field. I just said, hey, I know what I can do, and I'm going to come in here, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to compete, and we'll go from there. So, As a linebacker, and, and I teased you as a defensive end linebacker. You played running back a little bit at BYU. You did it all. Oh, yeah. Okay? We should have had you a quarterback, You're like too. four positions at BYU. <laughs> uh, you've singled in on linebacker in the NFL, unless that's changing. Is that changing? 
negative. <laughs> okay. Uh, we just talked to David Nixon, another former linebacker. But as a linebacker, what drills have your attention the most here? I So I got that that question asked also. I think as a linebacker, as any position, as you stay consistent with the numbers that have been in your position with all the drills, if you can hit that over above average and just stay consistent or if you – you know, you get a couple that are just out of the roof and all that. That just helps. Um, but I truly think, the, of course, the 40, of course, the vertical and the, the drills where they can see you bend and move. Of course, the game has changed. It's not ground and pound, two tight ends, a fullback, you know, type Kalani played back when he was, you know, when they still had leather helmets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kalani. Um yeah, the game has changed, and speed and space is everything right now. And I, I think um, a lot of the scouts, or if I was a scout, you'd want to see someone who's consistent and then that can move and bend and and move in space and get have speed um, because that's what the, the game is turning into. Uh, put on your scout hat as a player. Uh, BYU certainly has three players that are big-time NFL prospects, and Blake Freeland as a tackle, Jaron Hall as a quarterback, Puka Nakua as a receiver. What do you see in those guys that could be NFL potential? I am so excited for all of them, and I'm excited for all three of those specific guys that you just said. And the things that they've shown already in college and what they've shown in the testing already just shows that they're doing the right thing off the field. They're training the right way. They're recovering the right way. And I think if they understand that those are the things that are going to keep you staying on on a roster, get your chance to be on a roster, they just need to keep moving forward and keep trying to take it to a whole, not a whole crazy level, but you just keep improving. Keep seeing what I, okay, I went to bed at 10 o'clock all last week and I felt a little drowsy. Let's try a little 945 or, you know, you start tweaking it to where you're just prime. And being out two seasons for, you know, injuries, the car accident and those type of things, I've had to adjust my routine and just like, man, what can I do to, to stick around? Because right now, you know, I broke my back. I, I tore up my knees and stuff. I got to get ready to go. There's a, a new kid from whatever college out here to t- come and get my spot. So um, specifically for those those boys, if they can understand the things that they are doing is, is already great mm. with their preparation. If you can keep tweaking it to adjust to whatever system or whatever team or wherever you go, um, they're going to just be they're going to be just fine. And Players, who knows? One of these guys might be your teammate. Players are receiving final instructions as they get ready for the forty yard dash. Take us inside the mindset right now of those guys, Harvey. What what are you thinking about before the forty on BYU Pro Day? Everyone knows that the forty is the big bang. It's the you know it's it's the la- it's the hurrah. You know when you go to a fireworks show, everyone's waiting for that last fifteen minutes of the huge finale. This is the big finale that everyone is waiting for, and um, they all know it, and they've all trained for it. So right now they're just going through what they do to, to get ready, to get their muscles activated, and then to just do exactly – it's like a golf swing. These guys were doing a golf swing for this thing and trying to get that perfect swing um, from their stance, from their, their get-offs, from when they hit 20 yards, from their strides to the end, and – all of them are trying to just hone down into, all right, I've done this a hundred thousands of times since, you know, the, our last football game. I need to get that perfect one that I've been training for. Yeah. So. so you're referencing essentially muscle memory at this muscle point. Muscle memory.
100%. Chris Brooks. Speaking of muscles. I mean, look, Harvey, <laughs> look, look at Chris Brooks. Uh, he, he, we joked that he's the, the superhero that showed up today. Uh, he's a guy that could certainly benefit from a really, really good 40 here. Love the way he ran the ball, or runs the ball. Um, I got to train him a little bit um, last year, and this guy's just a workhorse. I'm excited. All right. So uh, not sure if that was the official go-ahead or not, or if that's just uh, a false start of sorts, or if that's just... <laughs> Certainly a false start. Not sure if it counts against his two, uh, but we'll see. And what what Chris needs to do right here probably to get a chance is, is be in the four fives somewhere. Yeah, is that would, and, would and, low is, four six be okay, or does he need to be in the four five? Tyler Algier was a four six last year, and that's the that's the crazy thing is too is like this. I think if he does hit a four five or he gets the best number, of course that's going to help him and project him higher. But when whatever he does when he gets his opportunity and he goes out there and shows what he can do on the field will forever trump what he does here. Brooks with his first forty run. We'll get those times to you as soon as they are made available to us. You almost feel bad for everybody after him just because they're not going to look like Chris Brooks. You know what I mean? Like, can Chris go last? Yeah. I'm not taking my shirt off. Right? I'm like, hey, I'm keeping my shirt on. That guy says, well, I, I think he has wanted, it seems like he has wanted to be the first. Like, I want to go first on bench. I want to go first on 40. Like, he's, he's that guy. Um, and he's going to get a chance. Good point by you that Tyler did run a 4-6 last year. I just think Chris probably needs to get on radars a little more today than Tyler needed to. Yeah, like well, Tyler's film. Tyler was on was was amazing. on the radar, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Harvey, four five eight. There you go. The four, a four the five four, eight five. for Chris Brooks. Fantastic. The forties will continue. Uh, Harvey, before you go, just want to ask you, um, as far as like your professional ventures and, and you're with the Raiders right now, what's what's your mindset mentality like right now? Because the NFL is a cutthroat business, and very yeah. much it is contract to contract, year to year. How are you approaching all that? Um, going back to what I said earlier, is just take it day by day. Um, I'm preparing every single day. Um, I'm given the time and love that my family deserves during this time. Um, and, you know, clocking in a daddy daycare um, <laughs> way more than I have been in the past. Um, but it's more of a mindset right now. So the mind is, is everything for me right now. And just and allowing my mind to know that I can still go out there and run and jump and tackle and do everything that, you know, 24 or 23 year old Harvey can. And um, it'll come with just day by day training and just preparing for that. So Lorenzo Falate running his 40. Harvey, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. It's so great to have you back yeah. in the indoor practice facility here for this. Thank you guys so much for having me. Good you to see you, Harvey. Man. Let's go. Yes, we feel your energy and your dude. That smile's worth a million yeah. bucks, hey. dude. Let's go. Hey, our producer, Ben Bagley, really wants you back on the Raiders uh, for a couple more <laughs> yeah. years, just so you know. That's yeah. his right. guy. Just and Tom so Satake, you know. for that matter. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, so does all my family, so they can just drive <laughs> instead of fly or Exactly. You know, so. That's a convenient <laughs> yeah. one. Thanks, okay. Harvey. Thank you. Matthew Critter ran a uh, 464, by the way. Okay. And then uh, Zoe just ran a 561. 561. Well, I'm, 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 I'm faster than somebody. <laughs> I would hope you're faster than Zoe. Hey, uh, tonight, uh, as we see, oh, no, let's stick with this. This is Jaron Hall's 40. Jaron Hall just ran the 40. All right, we're going to come back. 
and give you those times. We'll get it in just a sec. Jaren, okay. Jaron Hall All will right. have another one. Pepperdine BYU coming up tonight, 9 Eastern time. Cougars are undefeated at home this year. Need to win these two matches to tie for third this weekend. The 40-yard dash continues with BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. You want the don't, number? We'll tell you after the don't break. Don't go anywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from BYU Football Pro Day 2023 at the Indoor Practice Facility in Provo, Utah. I'm Spencer Linton, along with Jerem Jordan. We are watching the 40-yard dash, and we're going to bring in one of our colleagues, Dave McCann, to help us break down these numbers. We just saw Jaron Hall run right before we took you to break. And Jerem, the number is on that first rep. 462. 462. We'll take another look at that. 462 is a good number for Jerem. He did not run in Indianapolis. Yep. We were wondering if he would no do that today. No in Indianapolis. Ah. Yeah. A 462. Here's another look at that Jaron Hall run in the 40-yard dash. Jerem's good enough to get uh, 459 here, maybe on this second attempt, um, which is which is fast. But the the man of the day is Caleb Hayes. Caleb Hayes, we're going to show you his first 40 in just a moment. I'm declaring him right now Was Jonah Trenaman Pro Day MVP. Blistering. Caleb Hayes is already that. He will he will be that when this finishes because he just ran a 4-3-1. And here it is. Wow. Caleb Hayes, 4-3-1 in the 40-yard dash. Was just he burning. Is, he, is, he is at least minicamp invite. He, is, he perhaps could be undrafted free agent now at this point. Caleb Hayes rocketing himself Ooh. into position to be an NFL guy today. This is live now. This is live Puka Nakua. Dave, uh, Caleb Hayes having a day thus far as we look at uh, Mr. Nakua. You know, whenever there's a buzz here in the room, because everyone's doing things, all of a sudden, ooh, hi. Then you look up and you go, something just happened. Something just happened. <laughs> and everyone is is keeping an eye on, on Puka, too. We, we know of his ability to get down the field, get open, uh, make spectacular catches. But here's the straight 40. Okay, Puka's going to reset. I think like Chris Brooks, for Puka as a receiver, would be nice to be in the 4-5s as well. Austin Collier was a 4-6 guy. 4-6 is fine as well. But I think for Puka to go from potential like 5th or 6th round guy to slide up to like maybe a 4th round guy, it'd be nice to be in the 4-5s. Some other notables, Chris Jackson ran a 4-4-3 as you look at Puka. Puka's put on some muscle since he... And I've, I've, Stanford game, hadn't he? I've heard him. <laughs> yes, he has. Like, I've heard a few NFL scouts talk about Puka Nakua the way they talked about Tyler Algier, which is, is there's just flatline speed in the 40, and then there's game speed. And they all reference, like, another gear. Like, Algier, even though he's a 4-6 in the 40-yard dash, he's got game speed. He's what, a little faster. And they feel the same his, way about Puka Nakua. Yeah, what was his 10-20 to 20 split? And then for receivers, what's your 20-40 to 40 split? Here's Gunnar Romney. Good to see Gunner healthy, and uh, boy, we'd hope to healthy. see him all season long. I know Man, he's, he is rocking a mustache. That's it, for sure. I don't it, know if that affects the aerodynamics of the run. Probably slows you down a bit. Uh, I think it makes him feel cooler. So hey, <laughs> you know, and, and talking to Harvey, and I know he was up here. Um, he said that the biggest thing is the forty, because it, it, there's nothing hidden in the forty. You're either fast or you're not. And he said back in the day when he came through, it was. He wanted to be big and tough and show all this stuff. He goes, the game's changed. It's all about speed. And so that's why it's like uh, well, like at a golf tournament. Everyone's over here quiet, waiting for each one of these guys to run. All those 32 scouts have their own clocks. 
this is the revealer of all. I thought that was an interesting perspective. This is Earl Tuioti Mariner. We do have some numbers coming in from Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney specifically. As Mariner finishes up his run. a 4-5-9. Four, 4-5-9. Four, so, again, five, he's in that range where he needs to be. Certainly, you'd want to be uh, uh, as fast as you can. D'Angelo Mandel, 4-5-1. That's a good number. You mentioned Chris Jackson, 4-4-3. Four, four, Speed from Chris. Yeah. Never never in question with Chris. Gunnar Romney, 4-7. Earl Tuioti Mariner, a, a 5-1-9. Certainly different for a defensive lineman uh, like my name is Earl Tuioti Mariner. Okay, so we're looking for something a little bit better from Gunner in his second attempt rather than the 4.7. Uh, yes. Nakua, like we, we're hoping that Gunner can push his number down towards what Puka Love just four ran. sixes would probably be a good number at this point. This is Joe Tukuafu, offensive lineman for BYU, saw time at center among other positions. I'm interested too in this next guy, Peyton Wilgar. Uh, he looks thin and trim, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't see much of him with that injury, the backside of the season. And uh, here he is. His, his deep blue story is phenomenal, and the uh, guy just wants to make it to the NFL and make some money playing football. That's a big run for him. If he could go kind of 4-7, I think that would be a good number here. All right, Peyton Wilgar with his first 40-yard dash. Looked pretty good out of the gate. All right, we'll have that number for you from Peyton Wilgar. When we come back, we're going to take another break or two-hour coverage from BYU Football Pro Day on BYU Sports Nation. Typically, this is where we talk about how softball has a doubleheader tomorrow. That's uh, apparently been canceled. It's canceled. So second (laughs) round of 40s coming up after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Football Pro Day from the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, Dave McCann with us right now as well as you are looking at Jaron Hall preparing for his second 40-yard dash. These are live images. His first time came in at a 4.62, trying to best a 4.62. Jaron Hall with his second 40-yard dash attempt now. And we all know that Jaron can run. We've seen him do so <laughs> on hundreds of occasions in games. Did Hoping he, for four, five, nine here. Did yeah. he run faster when he had the football, or did he run faster when he was chasing down the Arizona State guy who had stolen his pass? Is that the fastest to record that? I think his fastest run. I, I know you're kidding, but uh, Baylor fourth and one when he ran for like a 50-yard touchdown. Yeah, I think that was, that was his fastest that, that's moment. That's that game when speed. He, when he came around the corner against Utah and went the distance, and it got called back because of a, of a hold downfield. That was he a good was one, too. Pretty quick. Yep. Uh, but he also was cruising, chasing down that interception against Arizona State. Yeah, that's, we know Tyler Algier was cruising. Oh, yeah. That's the fastest moment we think we've ever seen from Tyler Algier is when he went down and punched that ball out. Here's Caleb Hayes, 4-3-1, his first attempt. He's got one more. He must think he can and move he faster. Is can he go moving. faster? He is moving. Can he get a 4-3 flat here? Caleb Hayes having a day. 17 reps on the bench press, 40-inch vertical jump, a broad jump of 10 feet, 8 inches, and already recorded a 4.31 in the 40-yard dash. Still waiting to hear on Jaren's. Waiting on that number from Caleb Hayes. Here's Houston Haymuli. Okay, they neither ran faster. Okay, yeah, they will not post it if it does not improve. 
Okay, so Houston Haymuli, 5.06 in his first 40. Isn't it interesting that it's so minute that uh, we thought Caleb Hayes ran faster while watching him in his second run, and he didn't. He was like, yeah, how fast can, how fast is fast? And he no, didn't improve on that amazing time. <laughs> what's wild about it is it could be like a 4-3-2 or a 4-3-3. Three, three. Like, it's like, nope, eh, nope, nope. we're, we're yeah, good with 4-3-1. <laughs> Maybe that's why Chris Burke said, I'm good. I'm good with my time. Houston went 4-9-8. That's a really good number for a fullback, 4-9-6 officially now. That's, that's quick for a guy his size. Uh, let's see. He came in this morning at 261. 261. He's really slimmed down. And the 31 reps on the bench press. I, Houston, Houston. if a team is looking for a rookie fullback, Houston Haymuli could be your guy. Now, he didn't have a ton of film this year. He did not use him uh, very often. Uh, in fact, uh, he had 37 snaps on offense. Not a ton. But he can use the Stanford film as well. He can um, use the New Mexico Bowl film at least. They, they finally used him in that bowl game scenario. Those are good yeah. numbers. Because obviously the film matters the most, and you want to support it with pro day stuff the measurables but if you can get the pro day stuff now they might go look at that film a little more closely they will do that with caleb hayes they will do that with houston haymuli we hope they do that with peyton wilgar and harris lachance who's running right now as well is the is the hat gonna slow you down all i know is he was putting it all on the line right there he was not holding anything back that's what you want all out It makes you wonder what Dewey Gray is going to run in the 40 at the alumni game a week from today over at the stadium. Just you don't pull anything, okay? Sheesh. See these guys just blazing. It's D'Angelo Mandel, 4-5-1 in his first go-around. Again, if it improves, they will post the improved number. If it does not improve, then it will stay as a 4-5-1. Yeah, they just control all delete <laughs> that second one. Here comes Puka. This is, this is a big one. Four five nine in the first, which to me is good enough to get in the four fives. If you can get kind of mid four five, that would be uh, even better. So certain guys have are using the combine cleats that have been given. Others are using the personalized, more broken in cleats. Just a personal choice. So where Samson made a lot of noise mm-hmm. last year. Got a look with the Colts. Played in the preseason at least. Pukunakua, his second attempt. And he will line it up one more time. So a false start for Pukunakua. And, uh, you're so now he has to back up five yards. You're granted uh, a, <laughs> that, re- a that, restart. That would be weird, right? Oh, well, you made that choice. You have to. It's did, actually a 45. Did we ever hear what his injury was at the Senior Bowl? Was it an ankle? He was just practicing, doing well, and then... But, we, you know, with Jaron, we heard that it, he had tweaked his ankle, and that's why he had gone away. But I never did hear... What kept D- don't out. know. Don't know exactly. No. And he looks fine today and running and lifting and jumping. He's participating in all the measurables, which he did not in Indianapolis. So yeah. every rep is an important one. You would think that the scouts are here to see the big three. Blake Freeland do the bench. We don't think he's doing anything else. Maybe some drills. Puka, Jaron. And then there's other guys like uh, Caleb Hayes that we mentioned are, are making waves. Houston Haymuli. Here's the chance. Peyton Wilgar. Gunnar Romney. This guy's been thinking about this day since being an Orem Tiger. Looked like a pretty good start from Nakua and driving through those last few What do you yards. have, Dave, on that one? <laughs> I'm going to guess it was a 4.57. 4.57. Four, 
four five seven. Four, five, seven. <laughs> it felt like that. Dave, Dave Dave's got his personal <laughs> timer. When, when I here. run it, you can just feel four five five. Four five five. How about that? That's hey, that's a good number. That's a good number, bucks, number for Puka. Yeah, <laughs> good yeah, for him. D- just to improve that. Now, what you're hoping for is for uh, low four six here after a four seven first for Gunner. Really driving, you can see after about 20 yards, and Gunnar Romney is through his second 40-yard dash. What did you have on that one, Dip? That one was a little slower. That was a four seven five. That was a little slower than Puka. Yeah. I was just oh, thinking. Oh, Puka. Yeah. I was just thinking as we we see these guys running today, how much we anticipated seeing them on the field together last fall, and how little we saw that. Yeah, that was that was disappointing. Just such there. a bummer. There's Kalani. Uh, four six five for Gunner, so improved it. We got a time for Peyton Wilgar, by the way, that we've teased. He ran a four six nine. That's good. Uh, He's faster he than was, uh, Gunner Romney, which is wild. That is wild, considering the linebacker spot that Peyton's going for. He was he was faster than Gunner in the first step. Now Gunner's a four six five, so four hundreds faster than Peyton Wilgar. But Peyton Wilgar's a linebacker, four that, six nine. Right, that's, he's that's coming nice. back. Right, he's going to run it again. Yeah, he's going to run it again. We think. Uh, of note, Chris Brooks um, didn't run a second time. He liked his first time enough. Four five eight. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be joined by Kalani Satake in just a moment. But Dave, before you go. Um, you talked about the atmosphere, the environment, you know, having your ears perk up. We, we had a chance to look back at Caleb Hayes' numbers. Is there anybody else besides Caleb that you feel like is really making a name for themselves here today in, based on your conversations and what you're observing here? It's so hard because cause we watched Samson steal the show last year. He still didn't get in the show uh, as far as in, uh, in with an NFL team. And, and in talking with David Nixon, it's so hard to break in. There's so many of these combine type things going on around the country um what i love is the fact that byu is committed to to helping you get a job you know you come through the broadcast department that puts you to work at byu tv and train you to go get a job and this is a this is a strong showing for for the current cougars and everyone who wants to come play here that when you're done uh that you'll get a catapult type opportunity just for you and NFL scouts. And I think that that might speak more to the long term of the football program and, and really how they've cranked this thing up the last couple of years. Uh, and it might reflect the number of Cougars in the NFL, and that seems to be growing. So I think it's, I think it's a spectacular day for, for what Kalani Sataki's oh. trying to do with the culture of come here, play here, study here, and we will help you get a job. And I think the first words out of his mouth, or at least right after I'm really happy to be here, was, I just want to help these kids get a job and get a job in football. And uh, so I, this is a celebration of, of uh, what, 15 careers that have come through here. And uh, a lot of the scouts are watching those guys you've mentioned. Everyone else is like, hey, you know what? They, they were committed to me to the very end. And this is a day that says, thanks for coming. Dave McCann with us on BYU Sports Nation at BYU Football Pro Day. We're uh, through a little more than an hour, but we've got uh, another 54 minutes to go, including the finalized numbers from the 40-yard dash, not to mention some drill work, among other things. And, of course, the head football coach, Kalani Satake, will join us shortly. Don't go anywhere for more BYU Sports Nation from the indoor practice facility. BYU Sports Nation continues from BYU Football Pro Day. It is Friday, March 24th. There is the new record holder for the Atlanta Falcons as far as rookie rushing yards go. 1,035 for Tyler Algier, who was 
center stage in a lot of ways for BYU football just a year ago, making his way around, seeing a lot of former teammates. Head coach Kalani Satake is going to join us in just a few minutes to uh, recap what we have seen thus far. Uh, do want to go back to the 40-yard dash specifically. If you're just joining us, Caleb Hayes has stolen the show, not just in that event, Jerem, but for the entirety of the pro day. He has been the guy that has absolutely jumped off the page. Yeah, literally jumped uh, 40 inches uh, in his vertical and then a 4-3-1 uh, in the 40. So he has emerged as a guy who wasn't part of the big three. We, knew, we thought someone would occupy that space of like, Okay, looks the part. Chris Brooks had a really nice day as well. I think he's been the number two uh, guy outside of the big three in terms of uh, noticeability and, and scouts coming to see Caleb, coming to see Chris Brooks, coming to see some of the other guys. But the measurables matter. Obviously, they can't just be completely ignored. But uh, those two guys in particular have really impressed. All right, some numbers uh, as we close out the 40-yard dash. You mentioned Chris Brooks, his 4.58. Caleb Hayes with a 4.31. Chris Jackson, a 4.43. Puka Nakua improved his second time around a 4.55. And then Peyton Wilgar is a linebacker, 4.69. That's an impressive number as well for him. Really nice. All right, the head football coach, Kalani Titake, is with us on uh, BYU Sports Station. What's up, Coach, what was your 40? Like, so spectacular, you can't even talk about the time. <laughs> no, but seriously, with Houston, um, he put up a sub five, uh, yeah. which I think is good for a fullback in his side. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, the the, uh, the times, uh, they matter to some degree, but most of it is, is on what they do on film. So I think the the scouts come in. And, you know, we've had great conversations with all the, the uh, NFL personnel, and, and um, they've talked to all our coaches um, everybody that's involved with them, and even even academics, they want to know what type of work ethic these young men have. And it's been really nice to talk about them and, and, and in so many different areas. Obviously, the, the tension comes down to the 40 and the testing, but uh, I think for for a lot of the scouts, it's like, okay, yeah, these guys can do it or these guys aren't. Uh, you know, are there any surprises, basically, is what they're looking for. Right, we're going to see some position work, some shuttle drills, uh, different things. You just saw Chris Brooks. Here's Houston Hey Mooley. Uh, but, Coach, from a broad perspective, what does it mean to you and the program to have all 32 teams from the NFL represented here today? Yeah, it's huge. I think um, you know if, if you want to get more guys drafted, then you have to do things uh, as a program to, to accommodate the, the NFL personnel. And so we, you know, we, we, we try to bring them in and allow them in access to practice, access to our film. Um, I, I think so many places are secretive; they don't want to. Uh, open and have the, the accessibility to the, to the, to the uh, NFL personnel, but those guys are, are professionals, and, and, but if you want them to recruit your guys or draft your guys or, or sign your guys, then they have to see them in, in everything, um, you know, how they interact with their players, how they lead as a, as a teammate and as a captain, and so um, that's hard to do when you don't get to see them in everyday practice. What's the role of uh, Prade Pro Day for the program as we see in the three-cone drill uh, Blake Freeland competing. Had a great three-cone uh, in Indianapolis, fourth among uh, all offensive linemen, 746, so we'll see if he improves that. But what's the role of BYU football and Pro Day in obviously winning games with priority, developing uh, these young men, but also, hey, these guys can get a job at the next level as well in the last couple of years has been really successful now. Yeah, I think that's that's our job. That's my job as a coach is to get them and, and, and allow them to achieve their dreams. And, and sometimes uh, it's not in in the football field, you know, sometimes not the next level. So we're highlighting guys that are trying to get to the next level on the football field, but there's a bunch of guys that are have, have moved on from football and are doing great. And, 
and uh, that's because of the connection that BYU has, the network that BYU has, and that's uh, that's something that we can, you know, when, you, when you're recruiting, you say, hey, this is what we've got going for us. We have this unbelievable fan base, but a network that, um, you know, that you can be a part of a family rather than just be a, a number on the field, you know, and so um, it's just an honor for me to be in this position and just kind of highlight uh, what's great about BYU, which is the people and the fans and the network, and then see it that, that it can, it can um, our players become part of that, but then they also contribute to it and, and make the community better. And then that's, it's, it's kind of goes full circle for all these guys. And they'll find themselves years from now, like, like we are getting older and be like, man, and then our, you know, the next generation goes through what we did. And, and it's a, uh, that's a, that's, that's basically the plan of salvation right there. It's nice to see some former guys come back. Tyler Algier, uh, Harvey Longy, we had on the show. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's Wilson been in town. Zach yep. Wilson. Um, the atmosphere around BYU football feels notably good right now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's me from an outsider perspective. How would you explain the atmosphere around BYU football, not just here today at Pro Day, but around spring ball and around the program in general? Well, we want this to be a family. We want it to be home. And so... Uh, if it's going to be home, then you have to have uh, an, o- an open arms type of policy, you know, where everyone's always welcome back. Uh, we want them back here. We want our alumni back. Uh, and it, it doesn't have to be, I mean, everyone notices the Steve Youngs, the the uh, Tyler Algiers, the, the players that are on, playing on Sunday. But uh, there's a bunch of guys that come back that are doing amazing things in the community, in the business world, in, the, in their profession, and then, and, and they're doing great things for the church and their callings and being great fathers and husbands. And, and I need all those guys around as much as possible because uh, they can help mentor our players, our young men. They can, our young men can see that others have done it and have been through this and have faced similar adversity when it comes to being a football player at BYU. And uh, so, you know, when, when my dad has Christmas, it's not like he's, um, he's, he's issuing invites to all the children you know we all know that, that that's going to be part of the deal we'll show up and we'll be involved we just need to know what time right and so uh, that's the same situation that we're trying to have here i have a, a wonderful staff uh, coaches support staff and we have awesome administration faculty and staff here on the university in the university obviously byu tv personnel are awesome too so the more we can get them here uh, the better it'll be for all of us and then we all it's a collaborative effort for all of us to get, make this place uh, the best it possibly can be. Jaron Hall about to run the uh, three cone here. Uh, Caleb Hage just ran a 417 20-yard shuttle, which would have been eighth overall at the combine, second among corners. He's having quite the day, Kalani. Caleb Hayes yeah. is crushing it. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I, I think you, I've bragged about it to you guys before. I, I think we have uh, some guys that, that, that are doing exactly what we thought they would do, and and um, you know, like I said, the, the we we test our guys, so this isn't the first time they're going through this. Um, you know, overall, I'm just happy that they're here. They they look great. They're going to go through their workouts. They're going to be connected. They're going to do interviews. They they did the Wonderlick test. They're going to be able to um, talk and, and 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 just kind of interact with with all the the scouts that are here and the and the ma- general managers. And I, I feel really good about our guys uh, in this job interview that they're going through right now. Coach, we appreciate the time that you spend with us uh, to recap a really cool day. And a credit to you and your staff and all the administration for putting together a top-class event. And in a week, we're going to hang out at the scrimmage on BYU TV, which is exciting. And yeah, we just day. need to stop snowing. Like, it's, it's winter ball right we, now. We, we need it to be spring ball. We need ball. good weather in a week. <laughs> it's going to be a balmy 44 degrees, I saw. That's 
I, I'll and take partly it. Partly cloudy, that right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know we're gonna have to turn this into a you know a summer event where we all go to Deer Creek and Lake Powell because the water level will be great for all of us. Just just move the bleachers indoors here, and we'll we'll do the alumni game in the, the spring scrimmage here. Uh, I don't know. Football is meant to be outside, <laughs> unless you're in the in the uh, you know unless the, the weather. I guess if the weather looks like this, then yeah. But no, we're we're excited uh, to get going in spring ball. I've been really happy with the practices and with our staff and our players and. Uh, you know, we'll just keep building it and get this thing ready by the time we hit the fall. I just want you to want, run one route during the alumni game. One route. I did it last year, remember? I took a knee. Smart. I got to save my hamstring. That was, that was smart. Yeah. Was smart. I want you guys to run a 40 over here. Let's get that going. No, oh, thank boy. you. Oh, yeah. boy. Already done that. Spence did. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Five one five one six unofficial. Unofficial, of course. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, join us in a week. Uh, we got a two-hour alumni day special coming up next Friday, twelve to two Eastern, five Eastern. The spring scrimmage, as Kalani mentioned, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Then the alumni game right after that. Can Brian Keel catch another hail mary to win? Well, and in a, a men's volleyball match that night. It's loaded next Friday. I would highly encourage you not to go anywhere as Caleb Hayes continues his superlative morning and afternoon at pro day chris brooks just put up an eye-popping number we'll have that for you oh and uh one of the best rookie running backs in the entire nfl tyler algier is going to join us we'll be back shortly with more from byu pro day welcome back to byu sports station live from byu football pro day the indoor practice facility the Shuttles and three-cone drills continue, and we're getting some eye-popping numbers, notably from Blake Freeland. Let's look at uh, Mr. Freeland. We weren't sure what exactly he was going to do today outside of the bench and maybe some position work, but it's pretty good right here, Jeremy. What if I told you that he shaved .3 off of his number from Indy in the uh, 20-yard shuttle? He went 4.71, which is fifth among tackles. He put up a 4.42 right there which would have been best among all the offensive linemen in Indy. So he did some real work in that. And obviously his lateral quickness is his strength, which is awesome. Then Chris Brooks puts up a 4-1-8 in the 20-yard shuttle. That would have been number one at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Chris Brooks continues to have a fantastic pro day, even despite a little hesitation to getting to the end line there. That's incredible. Then you go to Chris Jackson, 4 3 7 in the 20-yard shuttle. Chris Jackson, tremendously athletic. Didn't quite see uh, that on the field as much uh, in his BYU career. We saw it at times. Started to play DB last year. Saw him on special teams. Uh, Chris Jackson Wow, with some nice numbers as well. Well, let's keep the wow factor going. And welcome in uh, Atlanta Falcons running back and the guy the who back, is y'all. a legend at BYU. Tyler Algier is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler, welcome What's back. Up, Tyler? Oh, no, it's great to be back. What are you feeling right now as you watch your teammates go through what you went through last year? It's a stressful time, but honestly, like once you uh, once you get out there and you're just able to just let go, do everything that you trained to do for the past what three months, and just let it all out, just showcase yourself. It's it's a great feeling. David Nixon said he was getting the kind of anxiousness, nervousness for the players a little bit. Are you relaxed right now? Are you feeling that for these guys? Oh, I, I can feel the tension for sure. <laughs> I can feel the tension, but it's slowly, it's slowly going away. Sure. Congratulations, by the way, on an amazing rookie season. It was no, so fun you. to watch, uh, you know, with all the BYU fans seeing you do so well. What was it like to rush for a thousand yards in your rookie year? It was, it was, it was great. It was great, a uh, great starting point. You know, good, good for a resume and stuff. But you know, just got to keep it going. 
What? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. What is next for you? What? What happens during the off season? Uh, what's next on the calendar as far as football activity is going? And when? How much time do you have off before you get back and going again? Yeah. Shoot. So they usually say like take a break. So right when season ends, take a break, and then um, really just it's really on you. So like I've been kind of just working out ever since like two weeks maybe after or after Super Bowl and then that's when everyone starts getting back into it and then it's really just on you like if you want to take a break go ahead but you just got to keep your body in shape just get ready for yeah. OTAs coming up in camp. How you feeling about year two and kind of the difference of having been through that rookie season and what you kind of know that you didn't know a year ago? No I'm excited sure I think uh, just uh, just really just build upon build upon what I did last year and then um Really, just try, just do my best, just to ball out, just do my 111th, and uh, hopefully get some get some good wins and stuff. It felt like there was a switch that was flipped halfway through the season, and you went from Tyler to Psycho Team <laughs> at some point. In the <laughs> Did something happen? Like, was there something that like clicked in your mind where you're like, okay, yeah, now I'm starting to get it? If so, what was it, and and when did that happen? To be honest, <clears throat> it was like. Once I kept getting more reps, more reps, that's when he started slowly getting more comfortable, more comfortable. And then I think once I just, like, reminded myself, like, dude, like, this is the dream. Like, you need to have fun. And then once I started having fun, just, like, and then just really just knowing the playbook, like, the back of my hand, it was just like a switch. It was just like a switch. So, like, I don't have to think about, oh, I got this, I got this, when I can just, okay, this is it. Just go through my reads and progress and then boom. How long did it take you to get comfortable with the playbook, do you think? Going through it, camp was cool, but, like, to really get comfortable, it all came with just reps. So I would say, like, maybe the third, fourth game. Yeah. Like, slowly, like slowly, as I just kept progressing, getting reps and stuff. But it was good. How did, uh, you know, how did the BYU playbook compare to what you did in the NFL, and how did that prepare you for that next level? Honestly, we did a lot of <clears> – <throat> we had a lot of similarities, to be honest. But it was uh, – I thought it was pretty – like, I thought it was pretty easy. Pretty easy, you know, just uh, studying. They helped me. Help. Like me learning this playbook and doing signals was way different than learning just drilling just the playbook and then so it was like really I think it was easier than learning the BYU playbook to be honest because with the you. signals are taken out you're listening to the quarterbacks yeah. on the huddle or no, exactly but did you guys huddle or did, were you uh, oh, no, we were no we were huddle okay yeah so you listen to that call and then next you no exactly yeah. Tyler Algier is with us on BYU Sports Station from BYU Pro Day you talked about the nerves that you feel for those guys and the tension that they're going through. Let's say for a guy like Caleb Hayes, who is just having a ridiculous day with, with great numbers, um, there's a process from now until the draft happens and then the contracts start to get signed. What advice would you give to a guy like Caleb or even Chris Brooks, who's trying to follow in your footsteps as another BYU running back over the next few weeks before the draft? Honestly, just finish like finish whatever meetings. Like Some teams might uh, have you go visit them or they might come just do a workout or whatever, but... I think honestly, just, uh, just take it day by day. Like all the hard work has passed. Combine, pro day, all of it. After this day, everything's gonna pass. So all you need to do is just wait, just finish what you can do, control what you can control, and then freaking fate will, fate will end up just doing the rest. How excited are you to play Taysom and Jamal with the Saints? When I saw <laughs> Twice that, a oh year. my gosh, it, it's gonna be lit! <laughs> Can't wait to trade jerseys with those guys, man. Those other yeah. beasts. Yeah. Do you, do you feel a connection uh, with Jamal's like fellow running backs from BYU in the NFL kind of situation? Because certainly both of BYU had never had a, a running back run for a thousand yards, and you both did it last year. You're from the NFL, same part cool. of the state of California, for crying out loud. That's true. Literally, he's I'm Southside or I'm Central. Fontana but, guy. Yeah, Fontana guy. Shoot, and he's Northside, so. 
Sione Takitaki from Fontana. There's a Fontana connection, is there not? Oh, yeah. BYU, oh, for sure. NFL? Now, how sure. would you explain? Because I, th- I think a lot of people don't understand the rivalry between the Saints and the Falcons. What is that like having played in it? It's so bad. Like, like <laughs> having played in it, like, honestly, I think the fans fans are more crazier than, like, the players. Like, all, like obviously, we go head in head. Like, there's a lot of smack talking. But, like, the fa- I heard the fans are crazy. It's like, it's bad. Like, honestly, like a BYU-Utah type joint. Okay. I like it. What what were some of your favorite uh, moments, whether they be funny or hard or awesome, from your rookie season in the NFL? Damn. Some funny moments. Either that or just something you'll never forget. Maybe your first touchdown, something like that. What what were those experiences like? Oh, insane. Like, oh, first touchdown. So my grandpa, my grandpa was born in Indiana. So it was Indiana and then, or sorry, he was... His whole family's over there, so all my family, my family, his family, ended up being there and scoring the first touchdown there was just like, oh, that's oh yeah, cool. he was he was looking looking over. That's looking incredible. Over yeah. That is that's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, looking over me and stuff. So you know, just do everything for him, do everything for our family and all that. So it was it was good. No, you, see, I felt, and then I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, so I just <laughs> I just spiked it. I spiked it. Went in that spike. Did someone grab the ball for you to keep it? No, I forgot it. <laughs> they got you a ball though, maybe right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? okay, yeah, yeah, okay. We got it. okay. Oh, that's did, great. Did you uh, did you get tackled by anybody where you were like, oh, that's so-and-so? First game of me playing against the Rams, I have a picture. I think I posted it. It was me in the middle, and I got pancaked by, like, Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald. Ooh. It was insane. Like, that's when I was like, oh, wow. I'm here. Like, like, like I'm well, here. welcome in, Rook. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> no, yeah, it was insane. Oh, Tyler, it's great to catch up with you, man. So great to see you doing well, and great to have you back in Provo. I know. I appreciate you. Great to be back, man. I miss you guys. Let's go. Good to see you. Tyler Algier on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to keep uh, the interviews rolling with former Cougars and current NFL players. Sione Takitaki just signed oh, a new deal. Oh, Fontana guy. He just signed it. Bring the Fontana, the Fontana guys connection Let's here. Let's go. We're bringing Sione uh, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. More BYU Sports Nation for Pro Day continues right after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Pro Day continues from the indoor practice facility in Provo. This is BYU Sports Nation, a two-hour special on Friday, March 24th. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Lips, and you're watching Peyton Wilgar on the bench. His vertical jump, his broad jump, we mentioned his 40 came in at a 4.69. Is that a good day? These are about top 10-ish, top 15-ish at the NFL Combine had he been invited. So those are good numbers. I think Peyton's going to get a look uh, from someone. Certainly the shoulder issues uh, plagued him the end of 21 and into 22, unfortunately. But he he's a guy that, like you said, a couple years ago, Cam Miller put us onto this. He's like, hey, Pink Wilker's an NFL guy. 4-3-2 in his 20-yard shuttle, which uh, of note is faster than D'Angelo Mandel and uh, not too far behind the likes of Chris Brooks. That's like impressive. Peyton was that, moving. That lateral he was movement, moving right? In 20-yard shuttle. And it's fitting we show you a linebacker as we welcome in a current NFL linebacker, the second NFL linebacker we've had on the show hey, today, go, Harvey Longy and now Sione Takitaki. Moving from one Fontana guy in Tyler Algier uh, moments ago where's to Jamal another. Where's Jamal Williams? Jamal Algier, yeah. too? <laughs> yeah, where's he yeah, we got to get him over here. <laughs> Sorry, man. Welcome, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me, man. It's a blast to always be back here in BYU and uh, see the guys. Congrats on the new contract, by the way. 
yeah, staying appreciate. with the Browns. This staying with awesome, the Browns, man. man. It's always good to, you know, to stay where it's familiar. And um, so I'm happy, man. How do you feel like your role has evolved in your years with Cleveland? Yeah, man, it was a, it's a journey, man. I, I definitely had to be resilient, you know what I mean? I went in there, special teams guy, then I had to earn some roles. I was just really young early on. And then, um, you know, just ha- having to compete, you know what I mean? They'll bring in guys every year. The GM that, that drafted me, he left. New GM come in. So there's a lot there's a lot of moving pieces, but I feel like I uh, stayed stay true to the game and uh, put my head down and work and, and figured it out. But definitely scheme, scheme issues, but I had to make it work. I think you have the best hair of anyone in the building today. Let's do it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's I got, frothy in the back, man. I got, yeah, I got the curls going, you know what I mean? Um, couldn't grow it out when I was here at BYU, so it, it's it's funny. The BYU guys always when once they leave, they always grow out the hair. You know Everybody I mean? beard and beard yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's cool to get. We go on vacation. We're like, oh, it's a little, little couple days of <laughs> Never hurt anybody. Whatever. Um, don't tell the honor code offs. Anyway, do uh, you have uh, any feelings reemerge from your pro day here? Where you're a little nervous, anxious for the guys? Or are you confident? No, yeah, yeah. When I, I was just telling um, one of my buddies, I'm like, man, when I was here, I couldn't really look around and see how you know cool it is to kind of take this all in so um you know i'm a little nervous for the guys because i know how it is but man i'm confident in those dudes that go out there and ball out and and give it their all man so kind of like a game where it's like i'm pretty dialed in i wasn't looking around i wasn't Mm -hmm. taking it in as much yeah yep yep correct yeah like man i remember like going through that whole time it's a lot it's a lot of stress you know you want to perform at your best so you're kind of locked in you're tuned in into to everything you got to do and then you know what I mean? So not able to look around, what up, you know, share with the guys. But um, so. Did you feel after your pro day like, okay, I did really well, I'm in a good spot? Or were you still kind of nervous? Yeah. Still very nervous, you know what I mean? I feel like just that whole process is, can be, you know what I mean? But um, I was confident in what I've done, what I did at the combine and pro day, that, you know, I was in a good spot. But still, man, it's a very stressful, you know, process to be, to go through and, just happy that I'm past it. Until you're drafted, is that the moment and, when you kind of let out? Uh, yeah. Until you're draft, you know, you enjoy the draft. But then you're you know, a rookie. And then, but then you're a rookie, and you know, you got a lot on your plate, and you got to go out there and prove yourself. What's it like to compete against other former BYU guys in the NFL? We see all the pictures, the jersey swaps. What's it like on the field when you see those guys? It's exciting. It's exciting, especially when I played like Tyler, my guy Tyler. I remember seeing them. Obviously, you know, we watched tape. We game plan for certain guys. And I remember my coach coming in. He's like, all right, this rookie right here is pretty good. He runs it downhill. And I remember watching tape on him and then seeing him when we got on the field. I was like, oh, dang, like this is Tyler Algier, you know, the guy that I played with at the Y and uh, trained with. And um, he balled out. I, I think he had 100 yards to get us. He 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 was he was a beast. But tackling and them stuff, I was kind of like, "What up, bro?" Yeah. Like, What's up, man? I'm like, "Get up, all right, shake hands, and then and keep it moving." But it's definitely exciting, man, and to, and to see the other guys succeed too. Yeah, how wild cool. is it that he was playing linebacker at BYU, and now you're tackling him, and he's got the route the Falcons' rookie rushing record. That's why his name is Cycle T. You know what I mean? Because he was able to do. <laughs> You know, linebacker stuff, which, you know what I mean, you got to bring the pads, you got to hit, and then and to go to running back, make guys miss, run guys over, he's elite. You Should know. you have been a running back? Is that what we just learned? You know what? I could, I could, been, I could you know, <laughs> have some juke moves here and there. Tell the rock. Harvey Long is like, I did play running back. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> he about. He did. He did. Um, more dudes in the NFL from BYU the last couple of years. This has been good to see. Um, what, what does it mean to have more guys like that? Because, obviously, you want to win games. And you have to have talent. But that talent needs to be in the NFL. 
I'm of the opinion that BYU needs to be in the three-plus draft picks a year game. And this year, we feel pretty good about Blake Freeland, Puka Nakua, and Jaron Hall. No, yeah, I feel like as the years go on, you know, there's been more guys, like you said, and that's just a testament to the guys, the coach staff, the organized, uh, you know what I mean, the whole the school, you know, and where they're trending, you know, for football. So I feel like as the years go on, there's going to be more guys going into the league. And then I feel like, you know, the league is starting to, They've been knowing about BYU, but now, you know what I mean, they've really done their homework and just understands, you know, what BYU brings. A lot of, like, mentally strong, you know, dudes, because we got to, you know, we got to deal with a lot, you know, when you're here at BYU. So you're really, you know, above, you know, the standard of a lot of these colleges. So I feel like, you know, BYU guys come going to the league and doing some good things is going to continue to happen. Position work continues. You just saw Blake Freeland doing a triple jump of sorts as they look at the offensive lineman. That's a thing offensive linemen need now. Tri- yeah, you got to show an, ex- an explosiveness off the ball, right? Uh, or so I'm told. <laughs> How would you explain the atmosphere around BYU football from your perspective right now? Man, it's. I think it's. I think it's at, at its best right now. You know what I mean? Especially going into the Big Twelve. And um, like I said, I feel like the program is trending in like the right direction with, with, with um, you know, all, all the above. You know what I'm saying? So for me, looking from from the outside, man, I'm 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 really happy with BYU. And even when I go into the weight room and all that stuff, the nutrition, all the stuff that they got for the guys, man, yeah. it's so elite. And I feel like you know, six years ago, you know what I mean, or however, whenever I was a freshman, but you know, a freshman here at BYU, man, it's just it wasn't the same. So. I feel like, you know, it's going to continue to get better. What's it uh, What's it like to see these guys today try and earn that opportunity and, and then see some guys like Caleb Hayes, uh, 40-inch vertical, 4-3-1. Like, I don't know how uh, aware, you know, the scouts were of him. They were, but, like, crazy aware. Like, what can you do today to really get a chance? Yeah, you just got to go out there and put your best foot forward, you know, and really, like, you know, stand out in a lot of these drills. Um and at the end of the day, man, you put your best foot forward and try and try to get an invitation. You know what I mean? Try to get an invitation, undrafted, you know, drafted something, and, and that's when the real work begins, man. I've seen guys, you know, who were undrafted, who got, you know, just a camp in by, you know, over my years and have stuck. You know what I mean? And balled out in the league. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping these guys just get a chance. You know what I mean? Because that's when you can really show, you know, the NFL, you know, the scouts who were kind of sleeping on you. Uh, what you can, what, what you could do when the pads come on and stuff. And one of these guys could be your teammate, or exactly. multiple. Who knows? If, I've been, I've been put, you know, pushing my BYU guys to the scouts and everybody, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm biased, you know what I mean? I'm like, dude, Check get, get my guy. dudes, yeah. So for sure, I, I'm hoping. Sione Takitaki is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Do they still play the Takitaki song after every play you make in Cleveland? No, man. I, I got to get with the media team and get that going, man, because I felt like that was. That was pretty legit. I remember my time hearing them playing that. That was, that was pretty exciting. Do you have a Taki Taki deal? The little snack? Oh like no, that? yeah, we we did. You know, we had a little a little deal. It was two years ago, um, but it, it was just a little endorsement that I had to post online. Yeah, you know, you how do you something. not have this deal? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you have a unique like, last name. Check the last name. Out, guys. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Man? What is going on? Yeah, those things are hot too. Jeez, <laughs> those are fire. You know yeah, literally from the gas station. I don't yeah. dare. Road trips, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I gotta grab those, you yeah. know what I mean? Sione, great to catch up with you, man. Thanks for uh, taking some time with us and, and coming back to Pro Day. 
Appreciate it. Thanks for having Good me, to man. See you. It's always a blast to see you guys. Okay, we just need Jamal, last Fontana guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's he at? <laughs> where's he at? Jamal, where are you at? I'll go oh, give him a call. Go, go find him. He's yeah, actually trading Pokemon cards right now. University Mall. Sione Takitaki with this Cleveland Browns linebacker. Good to see you. Going to make his way back to some of his former teammates and check out the remainder of Pro Day here. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the best things that we have seen and uh, I guess put a final stamp of sorts on this Pro Day competition. Work continues for the offensive linemen. Harris Lachance, Joe Tukuafu, or talked about Blake Freeland. Don't go anywhere. More Pro Day coverage continues from the IPF right after this. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Join us tonight at 9 Eastern time as 8th ranked BYU hosts 7th ranked Pepperdine on BYU TV live from the Smithfield House. Hooray for indoor sports in weather like this in Provo. Yeah, you want to make a move up the rankings? Simple. Just beat the waves. Win. Is Willie the wave going to come? No. It would not be that. That's unfortunate. Alongside Jeremy Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. <laughs> <laughs> This is BYU Football Pro Day on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to recap some of the top performances today uh, here at the IPF. Uh, we've limited it to five or six. Uh, obviously, the big three are going to be involved heavily here with Jaron Hall, Pukunukua, and Blake Freeland. But Caleb Hayes, Chris Brooks, some shades of Houston Haymuli. I mean, there have been some really nice things here today, Jaron. Let's start with Jaron Hall, uh, who ran a 4.6240 in this one. Did not participate in any measurables at the combine. That is the six rotations. Uh, six four, uh, four six two uh, would have been fifth uh, among quarterbacks in Indianapolis. Did do the three cone as well here. Six nine seven that would have been third among quarterbacks. Jaron's athleticism never in question. Right. The number one metric for me though today, besides forty. Hand size, mm. nine and a half, um, which which is uh, important. Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, by the way, are ten and one eighths. Whoa, they're among the biggest in the NFL. Taysom Hill, by the way, eight and three fourths, has a smaller, smaller hand hands. size. Why does that matter? Quarterback holds football, obviously. Nine and a half is uh, is good because the average hand size of starting quarterbacks from last year's starters in the NFL, nine point five three. So his hand fits in there. You don't want anything that's super egregious. Um, to, to be an, a red flag for you. He does not have the red flags. Uh, Jaron Hall does not. Maybe playing healthy through whole season might be one that you come up with. He, he almost did it. Yeah. Got through almost 12 games right last year, which was good. But there's not a lot of negatives against uh, one Jaron Hall. Let's talk about Blake Freeland now, who comes in at uh, 6 feet 7 inches and a little bit above that, almost 6, 7 and a half. Um, we weren't sure, again, how much he was going to do today. Did 25 reps on the bench press. That would have been tied for 16th at the combine among all offensive linemen. But he ran just a blistering 20-yard shuttle, 4-4-2. That would have overwhelmingly been the fastest of all the offensive linemen in that 20-yard shuttle at the NFL combine. He was fifth among tackles at 4-7-1 when he ran it in Indianapolis. So he improved by nearly .3. Almost three full tens. Which is amazing. Um, his NFL prospect grade at the, the moment is 6-1-4, which is a good backup with potential to develop into a starter. Uh his uh, arm is 33 and 6 eighths, which is a good number for a potential tackle. Obviously, the reach there to get against those defensive ends. Athleticism score number one among all combine tackles. He crushed it in Indy. He didn't have to prove a lot today 
did do the bench, which he did not do. But you look at the, the film and the grades from the film. Second highest graded tackle by PFF in all of college football behind Notre Dame's Joe Alt, who will be in the draft next year. Uh, 99.2 pass block efficiency, tied second from PFF. Blake Freeland's one of the best tackles in the draft. It's just where he's going to be drafted. Could be as high as the second round, maybe the third round. Projected like. third round right now. and that is These are all average numbers. They take all yeah. the mock drafts from all over the country and yep. they put them into a simulated formula and, and then it comes out and gives you just an average number. But don't be surprised. Like If Blake Freeland went late in the second round, would anybody be surprised? No, he's After just, his combine numbers? Uber and, Athletics certainly has some things he needs to shore up, but his athleticism is not in question. He is a Pro Day monster yes. in Indianapolis, and then did a great job here. His wingspan, by the way, eighty-two plus inches. Eighty-two inches. That is massive, uh, and by far the largest wingspan of anybody participating here today. Uh, just to give you some perspective there. Um, those eighty-two inches compared to fellow offensive lineman Harris Lachance, he's seventy-nine and three eighths, and Joe Tukoff who's seventy-seven and one eighth. So Blake at eighty-two and two eighths. Uh, it's just a massive wingspan. Okay, let's keep things rolling uh, with Puka Nakua now. Uh, we were certainly focused in on how many different events Puka would participate in today and what he would do specifically in the 40, in the shuttles, the three-cone drills to show that agility and the health of his ankle that was in question. Uh, got 15 reps up on the bench. That would have been 10th at the combine. Vertical leap, not his best, 33 inches. Uh, would have been 38th uh, at the combine. Broad jump, uh 36th. 4-5-5-40 was good enough. He needed to be in the 4-5s. I think 4-6 would have been a disappointment. Uh, three cones, 7-3, and then the 20-yard shuttle would have been 15th of 4-3-6. Puka, uh, among pro football focus, career grades among draft-eligible receivers. Number three at 90.5. Only real question with Puka uh, is could he be a 4-4 kind of guy? Okay, he's a 4-5 guy. Still good. Not, not elite speed, but very good speed. And then, uh, you know, his ability to stay on the field. When healthy, absolute playmaker. Uh, there are some questions with Puka from some NFL scouts about his ability to get off the line and whatnot. But I, I'm excited about Puka. He's as good of a wide receiver prospect as BYU has ever fielded, ever. Um, and so I'm excited to see what happens with him. His film and his competitive nature and his playmaking ability speaks for itself. Like, the film is going to be his loudest proponent, what he did in games. Like, these yes. these numbers matter. Yes. What he did on the field is going to be by far the loudest thing in Pukunakua's draft And it should be for every single player. Draft this coverage. should yes. supplement what you did in actual pads and actual games. Hey, now for the Pro Day MVP, and that hands which, down. Which is the Jonah Tournament Award. Apparently it's the Jonah Tournament Award. I didn't it. realize that, that was the Congratulations to thing. Jonah. Okay. Caleb Hayes has oh, been the Pro Day MVP amazing. for BYU here today. I mean, his numbers have just been eye-popping. And it's one thing to have, like, an amazing 40 or, you know, to do something well in one of the three-cone drill or the 20-yard shuttle. He's been great in all of them. Going back to the bench press. I mean, he had 17 reps on bench. These are smaller players, defensive backs. Uh, his 17 reps would have been tied for second among all defensive backs. 40-inch vertical, sixth overall at the combine of all players. That's unbelievable. And then uh, how about the, the three-cone drill, 6.88 seconds. That would have been third overall at the combine as well, Jerem. Um, the 4-3-1-40 speaks for itself. The 4 3 one big kahuna blistering. there. Big kahuna there. Congratulations to uh, 
to Caleb, who showed that athletically he is as good as anyone at his position. And then uh, in 2021, he had 12 PBUs, and I believe he had the second highest, uh, you know, uh, or, or uh, best opponent passing percentage, where they were not completing balls of 20 plus at him. There was like one completion or two in all of 2021 at him. So Caleb Hayes. Uh, certainly has an opportunity in the NFL. Could he be Chris Wilcox? Mm. Chris Wilcox surprised us in the 2021 Pro Day, ran a low 4-3 number, and he was drafted in the seventh round and uh, had some time with the Bucks. Could Caleb Hayes sneak into the draft yeah. now with a 4-3-1 and these great numbers? Yeah. And then they look at the film, they go, oh, you have ball skills. You, you can play. You have the measurables. I think that Caleb might be drafted after what he did today. We'll wow. see. If yeah. not, it's undrafted free agent for sure. And I should clarify that four three one would have been third overall at the combine. Uh, I said that in relation to his three cone drill. It would have been tied for second among defensive backs with three cone drill. But the four three one third overall at the combine. Amazing. And his twenty yard shuttle four point one seven. Everything he did was so blistering and sharp and fast and quick. It, yeah, he he potentially earned himself a lot of money today. He might sneak into the draft. Wow. How about that? Chris Wilcox here, by the way. Yes, he is. Okay, let's go to Christopher Brooks, another guy who's had a really Mm -hmm. notable day. Yep. BYU running back. And we kind of felt like he he would be one of the guys for sure that would show up because he's just such a physical specimen. Like, you show up, and he's imposing, and he runs well, and he's fast and strong. He, too, uh, on bench with uh, the 21 reps, vertical jump of – 37 inches, tied for fifth among all running backs at the combine, if you were to compare it over there. And a 4.58 and a 40-yard dash for a guy of his size and his weight That's is a good. pretty good number. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, uh, three-cone and 20-yard and, uh, shuttle would have been second and first at his position of running back. So great day for Chris Brooks. Great day. All right, we're going to take another break. Come back, put a bow on this show. NFL Pro Day continues from BYU and Provo, Utah, right after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Subscribe, rate, and review. Baseball officially canceled today, but we do have volleyball tonight. Against Pepperdine, 9 Eastern time, perhaps some baseball tomorrow. Softball canceled as well tomorrow. Yeah, a little snow. <laughs> you know, you can't play outside. Just indoor sports. Indoor In- Indoor sports. Yeah. Yes, which yeah. is why pro day and volleyball are still happening. And, and baseball got a game in yesterday because it's a turf field. They can drain a if ton there's of dirt, moisture there. Yep. If there's dirt, it's too wet. Which is why softball cannot play. Yep. Yep. Uh, again, our question of the day, what is the most impressive thing you've seen at today's BYU football pro day? Ben Peterson on Twitter says Caleb Hayes. Yeah. He's crushing it in every drill so far. It's fun to see these players repping the Cougars one last time before they move on to their next adventure. And we think maybe Caleb Hayes has vaulted himself into, at worst it feels like, a preferred undrafted free agent contract. Yeah, yeah priority free agent. Yes, Absolutely. priority free agent. Yeah, excited to watch uh, you know, Puka and Blake and, and Jaron uh, hopefully get drafted here. Saw John Beck moments ago. I uh, saw him. He's here to work with uh, Jaron Hall during his position work, and those things will continue for a few minutes uh, after we wrap up the show and, and get off the air. But 
the work is largely done, and now it's the waiting game as we push toward late April, about five weeks from now, and wait for the NFL draft. Yeah, and these guys are, uh, you know, hoping to be drafted in the case of a Gunnar Romney, a Chris Jackson, and so on, uh, to have an opportunity to get at least a mini camp invite. The mini camp invite of work. Just to yeah. show up. Um, I, I believe that's what Zane Anderson ended up doing at a BYU, is got into a mini camp and then stuck, and then maybe it was undrafted free agent, but. Get an opportunity, take advantage, and then you can't stick in the league. Half the league are undrafted free agents. Let's go. Uh, yeah, and there are a number of notable players for BYU that were not drafted that are making a name for themselves. No. Yep. Daniel Sorensen, Taysom Hill. Just yeah. a few you off forget top that mind. Taysom wasn't drafted. Let's right? go. Our thanks to today's guests. BYU football head coach Kalani Satake, his former players, Sione Takitaki, Tyler Algier, Harvey Longy, and, of course, our analysts, David Nixon and Dave McCain. Sorry to just spit it. We ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Jonah Trineman because apparently the MVP is MVP, after his uh, name. We'll see you uh, for BYU Volleyball tonight, taking on Pepperdine, 9 Eastern. Go Cougs.